Lightworkers Media presents the Bible Series Podcast, a dramatization of Bible stories honoring the spirit of the book. Previously, on the Bible Series Podcast, Jesus raises a man from the dead. He then enters Jerusalem to cheers of Messiah. As the crowds grow, he performs miracles and challenges religious authorities. Caiaphas, fearful of Roman retribution, plots to silence Jesus. Episode 5, Betrayal. As Passover nears, the tension in Jerusalem intensifies. With the approach of the Holy Day, fresh passion for Jewish nationalism has been ignited in the city. Fueled by continual Roman tyranny, violent mobs form. They openly taunt the Roman soldiers. Pilate is losing his patience and summons the high priest Caiaphas and the other Jewish elders to a meeting. Since I've been prefect, you Jews have tested my patience to the breaking point. Now I'm beyond it. Yes, but prefect... I'm speaking! If the disturbances that took place today are repeated tomorrow, I will shut the temple immediately. There will be no Passover. I will put this city under curfew. I will crush any rebellion. Do I make myself absolutely clear? Without waiting for a reply, Pilate turns and leaves them. Chastised and forewarned, Caiaphas and the elders anxiously make their way back to the temple. Night falls, and the Roman soldiers march through the streets of Jerusalem, enforcing Pilate's curfew. In a small, unassuming house, Jesus and his twelve closest disciples sit at a table laid with a modest meal. They chat companionably. As is customary, the men pass a bowl of water around the table to wash their hands. Jesus puts his hands into the water, and then he prays. We thank you, Lord, by whose word everything comes to be. Amen. Amen. As the men begin to share the food and return to their quiet conversations, Jesus looks wistfully around the table. A great sorrow overtakes him. This is our last meal together before I die. The disciples are dumbstruck. Peter is finally able to speak. What do you mean? I'm going to be betrayed to my enemies arrested and condemned to death. The words are like a physical blow to the disciples. Distress and anguish fill their faces. How can this be true? All their hopes, all they've worked for. But it must be true or Jesus wouldn't tell them so. Judas alone looks panicked, but for reasons of his own. In the temple, the hands of Caiaphas are also being washed by servants, who then dry them with a white linen cloth. Before Caiaphas begins his meal, he confers with Malchus and Nicodemus. Malchus, any word from Judas? Nothing, high priest. I won't wait any longer. Malchus, we arrest this false prophet tonight. As Malchus turns to obey, Nicodemus is uneasy. How do we know he is a false prophet? Has he fulfilled any 
of the signs of a true messiah as written in our scriptures? Well, Nicodemus, has he? Nicodemus's gaze drops to the floor. He will be tried according to our law. We remove this man or the Romans destroy everything. Remove? Execute? Yes, Nicodemus. The life of one peasant for the future of God's nation. With torches in hand, Roman soldiers continue to march through the streets. They are resolved, ready for any kind of trouble. But the troubles of the outside world mean little now to the dearest followers of Jesus. As they continue their final meal together, the men weep quietly, heartsick with grief at the thought of life without Jesus. How can it all end this way, and what will become of them? Jesus speaks to their fears. Don't be afraid. Trust in God. Trust in me also. You know the way to where I'm going. We don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus hands a piece of bread to John. Take it. Eat. This, this is my body. Taking more bread from the basket, Jesus breaks it and passes it around the table. One by one, the men tear off a piece and slowly eat. Jesus then pours wine into a cup. He drinks and then passes the cup around the table. In turn, each of the twelve takes a drink. This is my blood. Remember me by doing this. I'm going to the Father, but I will always be with you. But now I must tell you that one of you here will betray me. The heartbroken disciples are distraught. Their eyes scan the table, searching each other's faces. Who? Whoever eats this? Jesus takes a piece of bread and turns to Judas, who is terrified. Judas shakes his head. I will not. I will not betray you. Jesus holds the bread in front of Judas. Trembling, Judas puts it in his mouth, realizing that Jesus knows what he is about to do. Do it quickly. At Jesus' words, Judas lurches from his seat and looks at the horrified faces of his friends. He turns to run from the room, but Peter grabs him by the arm until once again, Jesus stops him. Let him go. Reluctantly, Peter releases Judas's arm. Judas rushes out into the street, passing a patrol of Roman soldiers. He staggers, chokes, and coughs up the piece of bread Jesus has given him. Shivering, Judas senses an evil presence around him. He quickly collects himself and dashes down a dark alley. At the table, Jesus sadly looks at the remaining eleven disciples. You will all fall away. The men look at Jesus in disbelief. His words shock them to the core. The thought of turning their backs on Jesus is inconceivable to them. They sit, devastated, unable to speak, as Jesus leaves the room. Peter is defiant. 
he follows Jesus into the street and calls out, Rabbi, I will not fall away. I will lay down my life for you. Will you? I will. Jesus, moved by Peter's love, embraces him tightly. <laughs> Peter, I tell you, before dawn, you will deny me three times. Peter steps back, speechless. With tears in his eyes, Jesus slips away, the darkness of the street enveloping him. Peter watches him, stunned. The other disciples join Peter, then hurry in the direction Jesus had taken. Judas is led by the temple guards to the high priest. He is pushed to his knees. Caiaphas eyes him with disdain. Judas, where is he? I... Do you know where he is now? I know where he's going. Lead my servant to him. In the darkness of the quiet grove, Jesus' followers sit silently around a fire, lost in their thoughts, even dozing off. Jesus has been fervently praying in a secluded part of the garden. He had hoped they were doing the same. As he approaches them, Jesus is deeply distressed. Wake up and keep awake. The time has come. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. I must pray. Jesus quickly turns to leave them again and returns to his private place in the garden. He falls to his knees, his face low to the ground in his anguish. Father, Father, I know it must be as you will it. Father, take this from me. Spare me. Jesus lifts his head and looks through his tears to heaven. If you will it, Father, if you will it, your will is mine. At that moment, Peter and the other disciples approach Jesus. He looks up at them, but they suddenly stop. Behind him, the garden fills with the yellow glow of flaming torches. Jesus remains on his knees his face one of gritty anticipation. The moment has come. Judas steps from Malchus and the guards and kneels beside Jesus. Jesus doesn't turn to Judas, but continues to look straight ahead. Do what you came for. Judas takes a breath, closes his eyes, and kisses Jesus firmly on the cheek. Jesus receives the deceitful kiss without defense and without bitterness. Traitor! Peter lunges at Judas, striking him hard enough to knock him to the ground. The guards rush in. Peter draws a small sword from his belt, punching at the guards who grab at him. Then with a wild swing, he slices off the top of Malchus's ear. Two guards grab Peter and force him to his knees. Run! Jesus! Run! Run! Run, Jesus! Peter! 
He who lives by the sword, dies by the sword. Peter drops his sword. Malchus is bent over in pain. Jesus stands before him and gently places a hand over the wounded ear. It is instantly restored, as if a blade had never touched it. Malchus looks at Jesus, incredulous. The guards seize the moment and throw a hood over Jesus' head. They drag him away, forcing Judas to come with them. Peter is thrown to the ground. The disciples are filled with panic. Thomas shouts out to them. Run! The disciples scatter in different directions. Jesus, his head still covered, is hurried along the path to Jerusalem. Reaching the entrance to the temple courtyard, Jesus loses balance and falls to the stony pavement. A guard kicks him hard. Judas raises a hand as if to intercede, but remains silent. Malchus calls out to a guard on duty. Tell Carthus we have Jesus. Yes, sir. The guards manhandle Jesus up a stairway and through a side door. Judas follows, but Malchus pushes him back. Not you. Judas stands at the foot of the stairs, appalled. What has he just done? Jesus is taken into a small room and shoved to his knees. Caiaphas enters through another door and stands before his captive. He wants a close look at the man he has heard so much about. Caiaphas looks to Malchus, who lifts the hood from Jesus' head. Jesus fiercely meets his gaze, unafraid and unintimidated. Caiaphas steps back, unnerved. He has seen enough. He quickly walks out of the room. A guard backhands Jesus across the face, then drags him away. Malchus follows, touching his ear as he goes. He knows a miracle restored his ear. Did he just arrest the true Messiah? As Caiaphas retreats down the temple corridor, Nicodemus rushes to catch up with him. You cannot go through with this. It is not legal. Our scholars say it must be in court, in daylight, in public. It is necessary. Why the rush? You know why. Pilate will close the temple. We must be rid of this Jesus. But what if he really is who they say he is? We are to decide precisely that now. God's guidance. God demands we obey the law. Let me remind you what the law says. Anyone who shows contempt for the judge or for the priest shall be put to death. Anyone. As Caiaphas walks away, Nicodemus stands still and quiet, recognizing the warning he's been given. Things are quickly spinning out of control, and there's little he can do about it. Although it's still night, word is spreading through Jerusalem of Jesus' arrest. Scores of people come to the temple courtyard, to the stairs where Jesus had been taken in, hoping to learn of his fate. Among them is Peter. He tries to approach the temple guards. Have you seen the man they arrested? Have you seen the man they arrested? Get back! Nearly overwhelmed with anxiety, Peter spends the night in the courtyard, watching and waiting to find out what has become of Jesus behind the temple doors. Inside the temple, the High Court of Religious Leaders, the Sanhedrin, has assembled. Caiaphas addresses them. Brothers, 
Thank you for coming at this hour. You know, I would not have asked you if it were not so serious. Ah. Jesus is shoved into the room. His face is bruised and bloodied. He is pushed to his knees before the Sanhedrin, who look at him with alarm, even disgust. Get him up. Jesus of Nazareth, you are charged with blasphemy. With their heads held low and faces covered, Mary Magdalene and John work their way past the many pilgrims just outside the city, searching for Mary, the mother of Jesus. They find her sitting against a wall, alone, weeping with worry. She has had no word of her son's whereabouts, but she knows he has drawn the ire of powerful men. Mary? Where is my son? Jesus has been arrested. Arrested? But we don't know where they have taken him. Arrested? At night? They want to keep it secret. They don't want any protests. In the deep recesses of the temple, the Sanhedrin continue their clandestine trial. They listen as Caiaphas makes his case against the ragged and beaten man who silently stands in their center. He has employed demons to heal. He has threatened to destroy the temple of our Lord. But brothers, we must listen before we judge. And so I invite the prophet to speak. Tell us the message you bring from God. Nothing? Nothing to say? Surely. Tell us this. Are you the chosen one? Are you the son of God? I am. And you will see me coming with the clouds of heaven, sitting at the right hand of God. This is repulsive with God, imposter, fool, blasphemer! We have heard enough. There is only one verdict. Caiaphas raises a finger. Guilty. Around the court, the elders raise their hands to vote in agreement. He is guilty. Two men abstain, Nicodemus and one called Joseph of Arimathea. They know this clandestine gathering of the court in the middle of the night violates their law. No man's fate should be decided in secret. Nicodemus still isn't quite sure what to make of Jesus, but he knows the young rabbi does not deserve death. His words are full of truth and wisdom. Jesus might even be a prophet of God. Joseph futilely cries out. This is wrong. This brings shame on our council. Does it not? Brothers, the sentence is death.
The Bible Series Podcast is a production of Lightworkers Media, narrated by Roma Downey. Produced by Dan Collins and Jamie Owens Collins. Executive produced by Roma Downey and Catherine Warnock. Script adapted by Jamie Owens Collins with Paul McCusker. Music by Hans Zimmer. Digital audio design and editing by Steve Hallmark and Dan Collins. With thanks to Diogo Morgado as Jesus and the entire cast and crew. Special thanks to Richard Bedzer. I'm Steve Gibbons. Find more at lightworkers.com. Lightworkers.